Coming up, why is networking a great way to market your business in 2021? What will in-person events look like in the future? And how do you tell if someone is just lying to you? This is Marketed Not Live, the show that dives deeper into the ideas, philosophies and strategies of the best marketing minds. Here's your host, Biz Paul. Welcome back to Marketed Not Live, the official podcast of the Marketed family of events that includes various things now. Our live event, which is going to be our big one. I say our big one. It's going to be the, it's going to be the same event, but hopefully bigger and better. Scheduled for September 2021. Uh, it also includes Marketed Light, which is our online marketing education platform, which you can go to now and you can buy and download the whole 10 sessions from way back in September. And we've got a whole series of things coming your way very soon. We've just got to finish them off. It's 2020, 2021. So, you know, we're all in the thick of various things here, but there's lots coming your way. Please pay attention and look out very soon. I'm your host, Biz Paul, and together we're going to navigate the ever-changing world of marketing by talking to some fantastic people that I've invited on to the show. It's really just a chat. We've paired it back, so it's less of me, more of them. And uh, the idea is really that we learn something from these sessions. So you will be a judge of whether or not you're learning something, but I welcome your feedback. Get in touch at any time online at Marketed Live. By Twitter is probably the best way. These podcasts don't just magically appear on your player. Sorry about that. There is a bit of a process that goes along with it. Uh, now, apart from the creation, which we're doing now, you also have to find somewhere to host the thing. So thank you, Captivate, our podcast sponsor. Captivate which we're using is the world's only growth-oriented podcast hosting platform. And frankly, it's just been an absolute pleasure to work with the team that uh, create Captivate. They're wonderful. They've got input from people all over the world, but they're really smashing it. Honestly, we could not get the reach that we've got on this show without using Captivate. And it's been so good to have them on board at Marketed. They've been around for a number of years, supporting us along the way. And I just want to send a huge amount of love to the Captivate team. So if you want to work with a piece of software that is uh, <laughs> just absolutely amazing and the team's amazing, then go and check out Captivate.fm. Right then, now, as we record this, it's January 2021, and we, I, are in lockdown again. It seems to have gone on for ages, this, let's face it. And we all know the impact of coronavirus on hospitality and events and anything that's going on in person, basically. Uh, so we have directly suffered from that because we couldn't host Marketed Live last year, which is a shame. There's something about live events that I love. I love attending events and I really enjoy the stress <laughs> uh, and the reward of putting on an event like Marketed Live. But there are all sorts of shapes and sizes of events. There's conferences, 
there's theater shows there is uh performance-based events and there's also networking as well and today we're going to talk to fiona duncan steer who is really the queen of networking events in the nottingham area we thought we'd pick somebody who is local to marketed live and uh Fiona runs RSVIP. You'll hear all about that when we interview her in a moment. But what she's been able to achieve with the types of events that she runs is very different to your sort of breakfast networking that that you see a lot of. So I thought it would be good to get her on to pick her brains about what those in-person events might look like in the future. Now, as I said last time, you want less of me, more of our guests. So that's all I'm saying about that. Let's go straight into talking to Fiona. Fiona Duncan Steer is the founder of RSVIP Business Network and the Ren Property Network. She's a writer, a speaker, a trainer, a qualified coach. She's been running events for the past 15 years or so, and she has a creative background in theatre design. She spends a lot of her time writing her business columns, guest lecturing at university, running skills training workshops around the subjects of business networking, events and marketing, and sharing her story and knowledge through guest speaking at conferences and events. It says here in her bio, she is down to earth and brilliantly connected. I, I must tell you, because I know her, that she is all of those things. And when it says that she is the go-to person for East Midlands-based businesses who want to attract their perfect customer, I totally believe it. Uh, she's brilliant. Let me introduce you to Fiona Duncan-Steer. Welcome, Fiona. Thank you, Paul. What a great introduction, even though I did write it myself. <laughs> <laughs> right then, Fiona. So, um, I, I, you know, I've sort of ad-libbed with the bio information as, as one does when one gets it. But I do, I do genuinely mean that because... Uh, you know, I, I see you around, uh, I, I see what you're doing, the way that you connect people together. And that's really what I want to talk to you about today, because although we're talking about marketing, any contact point is a point of marketing, really, I think, you know, however you, you, you dress it up. So I kind of want to explore with you why in 2020 and beyond, networking is still a really important part of someone's strategy sure yeah and it's a really good point to make and a good question really and there's so much to that question but um yeah I mean I can talk all day long about networking and connectivity and relationship building and human connection and all of that um but in particular at the moment what we've been going through in 2020 this year is hugely uncertain times everybody's been having to adapt massively and uh, it's an anxious time as well and it still is going into next year we're still going into uncertain times almost a year later aren't we and I think um, now more than ever and that's almost become my strap line at the beginning of this year really with my online events is that now more than ever it's really important to be focusing on connectivity and maintaining those valuable relationships at a distance and we have to work even harder to do it I think through the screen now um don't we so um yeah a lot of my topics and talks and training sessions have been around that very subject really Paul so how how might we make the most out of still having to connect through a webcam through zoom or or whatever I think I want to talk a little bit about getting back to normal in a bit but 
but how, it, from your experience of doing all these things you've been doing over the last 12 months or when well, let's face it, it's nearly 12 months by the time this will go yeah. out uh how how have you seen people adapt what are you saying to sort of people to to try and get as close to possible as possible to people well i think it's 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 a challenge you know and i think um it depending on what industry you're in as well if you're not used to using video equipment for example or you're not used to communicating through the platforms that we're now finding ourselves using like zoom and ms teams and all of that i think you'll find it i think people have found it quite a challenge and that's understandable people have had to really push themselves out of the comfort zone haven't they to kind of keep that communication going and keep in touch with people because I think at the moment because we can't do in-person face-to-face meetings for example and we haven't been able to for a while all of our basic meetings even have had to be online and that to some people is you know pretty horrific it's the idea of actually having to do that is quite overwhelming and daunting uh, if you've never done it before so I think what this year has really taught people is number one a new skill of um, how to actually communicate through video platforms and and I think people have had to really push themselves to do it if that's not their natural way of communicating Uh, but I think by next year we'll be complete pros at it to be honest (laughs) uh, I think I think those that have been like you know their self-confessed tech phobes a bit like me really how I was last year um I've certainly learned a lot this year as well and I would say you know I'm pretty self-taught as well um I've taught myself just through watching videos of how to do things and how to use various features on different platforms and I've actually enjoyed the process whereas I think before I didn't have time to do it because I was too busy working in the business all the time I've had a little bit more time on my hands this year to actually self-develop and to actually learn how to use new new platforms and new apps and things like that and it's been a bit of a learning curve for me but I've really enjoyed it and I think I I can't be the only one I think other people must have done as well um so I think if anything if a positive comes out of it it's that I think people are learning new skills learning new forms of communication and I think even when we come back to in-person stuff like meetings and events and, and such like I think that the online commun- forms of communication will just really run alongside all of that anyway now I think it's a new way that we're, we've entered into and I don't think there's any going back from it well I, I do agree there's there's no going back to how things were for for sure I think the you know the world has definitely changed and, and we've we've been forced to do that I'm interested in your view on um the differences I guess between uh networking now and networking sorry networking online now and networking online at the beginning of the pandemic because i sort of feel that when when everyone was suddenly working from home and everyone yeah. was locked down most things just everyone tried to just replicate what they were doing in real life online so events yeah. some events just went from in person online to try and do exactly the same thing and and many of them failed yeah, yeah. do you think at the beginning when people went okay we can't do this networking in person so we're just going to do it on zoom did you see people try and do the same things as they would do in person but and, and, and how did that work and then how has that developed to what people might do now Good question. I think, yes, the answer is yes. I did see quite a lot in the beginning of people just thinking, right, okay, 
let's just take our events online. And I think they were a bit ambitious at the beginning, thinking that it would be okay to do that. But actually, I think a lot of people have realised you can't just take an in-person event, event, for example, and plonk it online and, and hope for the best and, and, and think that it's going to work in the same way that it did before, because it certainly won't. And I think people have realised that. And they've either given up in, and, you know, they've hit the first barrier obstacle and kind of failed at the first hurdle and decided to give up after that, after trying maybe one or two, or they've carried on going and they've just adapted as they've gone along. Um, and I think that, you know, it's the ones that have really adapted in general in business, the ones, people that have adapted and adapted quickly as well this year that are still going and still being visible, staying visible in, in their industries and still thriving really as businesses, whether or not you've been affected as a business or not is another thing. Most people have um but it's all about adaptation isn't it and you've got to keep trying things and testing things and I think some people that have that I've seen that I've had feedback from like clients that have tried different things for example in the beginning quite a lot of my clients said to me you know there was a, a percentage of them that tried out the online event system inside of things and and gave it a go but then realized it wasn't for them and so they've kind of thought, you know what, I'm going to not network online. I'm going to just wait until the in-person events come back. And that was what some people's feedback was. And I sort of said, you know, well, what can you say? OK, fair enough. At least you've given it a go. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, but then there's been other people that have been really embracing, you know, the online world of networking and events. And even though the formats have had to change of these events, and in particular our events has definitely had to change format, um, you know, I think people have been really understanding with that. Our clients certainly have. Our members of our network have been very understanding. And I think that's because they know that we're just trying and they appreciate the fact that I'm I'm trying as a business owner to give them something as a compromise rather than nothing. I think people are just grateful that, that you're giving them something, you know, over nothing, really. That was my experience, really. I think with, with my business is that where I think we've done well is that we have adapted been open and honest and explained why things are happening and when we took the decision to to just basically cancel marketed live for a year you know we took that decision early and explained and explained why so i, I do agree people are very accommodating if you um if you uh, are honest and, and explain what's what's happening and why why that is um your events in person it might it might be worth you maybe just explaining a bit about rsvip and what that is because sure. um it, it, it's it's very um close i would say uh, in in yeah. the sense in the sense that you know you've got your network there um, people are very familiar with each other, but people are having those close conversations with each other aren't they mm -hmm. like yeah. I, and and I heard the other day, and I can't remember who I heard it from, but it was someone, uh, I think it was a psychologist, talking about where the deep conversations take place are in that sort of cocktail party, um, small group where you're really close together. Yeah, and interesting. Yeah, and you're having those conversations. And, I, and that resonated with, with, with me. And, of course, that's something that we can't do. So how do we uh, replicate that sort of closeness online if we can yeah, I think we can get close to it but I don't think we can ever replace it I think mm -hmm. you're right 
and I think it's really interesting that you saw that from a psychologist's point of view, um, because I that's what one of the reasons why I launched my business RSVIP and I do the events in the format that I do them is because having had bad experiences at various other types of formatted networking events in the past in a past life of different businesses that um, I've been a part of or uh, companies that I've worked for, I never really enjoyed any of them in the format that they were in. I felt like there was always something missing, and I always felt that they were quite stiff they were quite rigid they were quite heavily structured and there was la- they were lacking fun you know the enjoyable mm-hmm. factor yeah and I also felt like because of that because people weren't relaxed in that state of relaxation they weren't you know producing all of these if you say you know human chemicals if you like like um you know what we need in order yeah. to enjoy ourselves dopamine for example happy hormones you know we're not and they're the things that help us connect with each other and help us to connect with other humans and so I was finding that I was leaving those events feeling really flat and feeling like I hadn't really made any connections and I was almost feeling like it was very contrived um, formatted um, networking where it wasn't genuine and I felt like there needed to be something more out there. So that's why I created what I do now. And the events that I run now are very relaxed, as you say, in terms of format, um, obviously before lockdown. Our last in-person event, by the way, was held in February 2020. Um, but as a rule, we would get between 100 and 150 people in a room, you know, mostly standing. So we don't allow people we, I say we don't allow people but we don't put a huge amount of share, chairs and seating in our right. venues we want people to, to mingle exactly we want people to mingle we want people to we want to encourage people to talk to each other and not just sit speaking to maybe the same person for two hours but to actually maybe you know mix it up a bit and meet a few new faces in the room um but also the format is very relaxed in the sense of the atmosphere so what we try and do is create a platform if you like um for people to meet one another and have conversations in a relaxed environment um the people that come are all from different industries so you never really know who you're going to meet but that doesn't matter because even if you meet somebody that you're not looking to meet and when I say that it could be an industry that you're not looking to meet you know I always say with networking and it's a given that you never know you know who they may know and that's what networking is all about anyway and it's not about what they can do for you it's about what you can do for them anyway so it's reverse um but you know the atmosphere we relax we relax everybody we give people drinks alcohol always helps (laughs) (laughs) and um you know it's we add a bit of a glam factor we might have like a live singer creating the atmosphere with background music we might have canapes or a buffet you know so it's kind of this kind of whole experience and it's experiential which you know we talk about a lot anyway um in the events world and it's about the journey from walking in to leaving and it's not just about the journey from when they walk into the venue but it's actually the journey from the point of contact with us as well from the beginning part so from as soon as they have that point of contact with us whether it's digitally over the screen through email through LinkedIn whatever to post event as well so it's that follow-up factor so it's the whole journey that's really important mm. to me as an events organizer to make sure that I create those connectivity um points with each person and facilitate connections and introductions for them and build the relationships help them build relationships and help them connect with one another and that's really I think what it's all about it's the overall goal and I think that's where a lot of events 
organizers or a network organizers miss that trick yeah 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 for, for for sure i mean i've i've been to my fair share of networking groups um not a fan of a lot of them uh, like you say, the the stilted ones, the ones that make you get up at the crack of dawn and and repeat the mantra every five minutes. It's, I mean, it's not it's not for me at all. Put me in a cocktail party, yeah, happy day. I'll I'll happily do that. Um, but it's it's interesting what what you're saying there about that sort of experience that that people have because mm. if people, I suppose I'm trying to trying to connect dots here. But let's imagine like your breakfast networking group that has, you know, exclusive members. I'm the only marketing person there or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking to the same people. And yes, OK, they may they may spread the word. But it's a, it strikes me that it's a bit like uh, being on LinkedIn and putting a link on there to your product page that says, hey, look at this. This is what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And expecting you to win big deals on the back of that. Whereas what you're saying about the experience and offering that experience, firstly, I guess people remember the the the, the group and enjoy it. So they want to come back more. You've talked about having a setup where you're encouraging people to mix, to mingle. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, in my mind now, <laughs> because of where we are, I'm thinking, oh, super spreader event, but that's not the reality. <laughs> but, you know, but you're, 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 you're trying to get people yeah. to mingle so you so you're spreading your network um uh, wider and exactly. it's it's more like i guess um like a fun story on instagram rather than a boring yeah. post on, on on linkedin i don't know yeah, is that a right. fair analogy it is. it's a good comparison actually and i think it's it's just about getting people into the state it's mindset as well i talk a lot about mindset and it's about getting in the right mindset to be able to communicate with people and to be able to have an exchange of energy with people because it requires quite a bit of energy when you're networking and talking in general doesn't it and I think to be the best version of you you've got to be in the right mindset before you do anything before you go on stage to give a talk before you deliver a meet before you deliver a webinar before you go networking and there's no what I would say is there's no point doing any of that if you're not feeling at the top of your game you might as well just pause it if you can get out of it postpone cancel and do it when you are feeling that the best version of you because you are a representation of you and your your business and your brand so if you go to an event or something like this um whether it's online or in person and you're not feeling at your best or you're not in the right mindset to um to give yourself um to give to give uh, what you can you know to maximize opportunities yeah. if you like then um i would always say you know reconsider because there'll always be another one uh, that you can go to if if possible um but yeah, I mean, we're all big balls of energy, aren't we, really? And I just think that that human exchange um, is really important. And it's really important to choose the right kind of events to go to as well. The ones that bring the best of you out of yourself. So there's so many different types of events out there. You've mentioned breakfast ones, lunchtime ones, evening ones. You know, we all function on different body clocks. We all have different personal schedules. So I think as well, it's really important to kind of pick the ones that suit you as a person. If you're a morning person, maybe they're for you. I'm actually not a morning person. So for me, they're a nightmare for me because I wouldn't, <laughs> people wouldn't get the best out of me. You know, if I had to sit yeah. and do a speech or a pitch or whatever, you know, I'd be, like you say, reeling it off like a, a mantra. And I'd just be, you know, it wouldn't, they wouldn't get 
me they'd just be getting like a cardboard cut out of me <laughs> so it's you know I'd be I turning up I'd be there but I wouldn't be there you know I wouldn't be I present same, same. Yeah. Ab- absolutely the, the the same I'm not I'm not a morning person especially I, I I'm, I'm much happier just in a nighttime environment doing all, all of those things do, do you know what it sure. makes me think about um you know I'm trying to relate it to marketing and, and say well look you are marketing your business whilst you're whilst you're networking it feels mm-hmm. a lot more like that one-to-one personal marketing that you do where you're building that close connection and you're keeping people tight whereas uh, as opposed to say you know broadcasting things out there and just and just looking and seeing what what happens and i know and actually the research says and and uh, you know i've had the feedback from our own results as well and the marketed life community that when people do this sort of more one to one level marketing that 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 seems to get people further down that customer journey faster oh, yeah yeah absolutely it's it's relationship building it's relationship the the yeah and that's whether you do it at a networking event in a busy bar environment where there's two or three of you talking in a group amongst 100 other people, you know, like you say, the cocktail party type of format, people are relaxed into that. Um, you know, timings are everything as well. Like I say, um, you know, if you're an evening person like you and I are, then RSVIP events that I run are perfect for, for you in that sense because you can come after work our timings are six till eight o'clock so the reason we did that is because it's like a an office after office wind down yeah so you're still in your office dress you're still in office work mode because you're coming straight from the office but you're almost winding down and you're spending that one to two hours having a drink with like-minded people in the room so you can wind down before you go home to see your family but you're utilizing that time really well as well because you're in the right space you're being seen so you stay invisible so it's great PR for you as well because you are your own best PR and then you're speaking to other people and you're making new connections you're making new contacts but in a relaxed environment because you're relaxed and you're happy and you're content you will be um, other people will will see that in you and they will connect with you better and you'll find that your connections are a lot stronger off the back of that and more memorable and you'll be more memorable too so many things uh, that you just said there are, are resonate with me. Firstly, can I just say I'm feeling very sad right now that we're, that oh, we're not at a networking I event. Know, it's I made know. it suddenly made me really, really miss those oh. sorts of those sorts of things. And you know, it's so. I know, I know. God, actually getting dressed yeah. you know there's there's a thing in hand. <laughs> uh, do you know what though you're, you're right because when I think back to uh things like well I guess like the after party at Marketed Live I love yeah. the after party at Marketed Live because I mean I suppose oh, yeah. everyone's finished for the day the pressure's off for the you know for my team and for the sure. speakers as well and uh-huh. everyone's just sort of <sighs> exhale you know relax and yeah. you, you can get to know people uh, better, I think. So that that definitely that definitely resonates. And I and I would say, I've made brilliant connections at parties, at events, yeah. at, uh, at at sessions where where I've really got to know somebody, not just for who they are or what their thirty second elevator pitch is, yeah. but but as as a person what do you think about this idea that um in networking you have to see the same person several times before it really starts to work um i agree with that to a certain extent i do um i think it depends again on the human connection and it it is all chemical really i mean it's, it's scientifically proven that you do 
draw and get drawn towards certain people over other people and sometimes it's just like this chemical reaction that happens like when you're in a room and you make eye contact with somebody and you and maybe they look approachable maybe they've got they're smiling with their eyes or they're smiling at you immediately you warm to that person you think oh they look approachable or personable I want to speak to them and so there's certain things obviously with body language that you can do to make yourself more open and approachable anyway when you're at networking events which then make for better relationship building or in general make you more memorable and but I think um going back to your question which I can't remember what it was now <laughs> well I, I, I'm, I'm quite interested to explore this a little bit because it yeah. I'm interested in like you know what, what sort of body language going off on a tangent. Yeah, what, what sort of body language do we need to do we need to like hold the the wine glass yeah. in a certain way do we need to have well, arms open what do we need yeah well you know this is something that fascinates me and um I have done a bit of study on this uh obviously with the industry that I'm in it's always good for me to understand body language and I know a few body language experts in fact one of them interestingly enough is a criminal psychologist and he's worked with some of the most well-known serial killers in the country in fact I know two people that are in that area hang on hang on yeah (laughs) these serial killers start networking is that how they started or yeah we've gone on to we've gone on to serial killers I told you we'd digress (laughs) but but what they do is they profile serial killers because and it's all to do with body language and it's all to do with how how to spot a liar as well but there's a real fine line between somebody not being truthful and telling the truth and effectively lying and someone that's maybe just a bit stressed um, and so you can kind of notice that quite obviously when someone's stressed, can't you? But I, I do find it very fascinating. So I can usually tell when someone's either not telling me the truth and that that can apply in business, of course, which actually stands you in really good stead to, to know that in business. Yeah. So that if you're at, in interviews or if you're at meetings or you're, you know, almost like looking for a new business partner, you can tell if you know what signs to yeah. you can you can tell us when you, you want to work. You can them. smell yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. In the air. Yeah, exactly. And it's all chemical, but there are obviously obvious signs as well to look out for if you, if you know what to look for. So things like, um, with body language, with networking, like the standard stuff is you mentioned about being open. So, um, you know, when you're at a networking event, for example, it's very, it's a good idea to always make sure that your body language is very open. So you, for example, you don't stand with crossed arms, you open yourself out um, to, because then what you're doing is effectively saying to somebody, I'm open to a conversation. Um, I'm approachable if you close your body language off and close your arms and maybe cross your legs when you're stood up or even if you're sat down and you cross your legs and you you face um, you, you slightly tilt your body to turn the opposite way to the person that you're talking to that says that you're actually not really that engaged with conversation and that you're looking for a way out so we talk mm. about exit strategies quite a lot in networking and when you're talking to somebody you probably do this quite a lot and don't even realize it not just you everyone um but it's also um a subliminal indication that you kind of wanting to wrap up a conversation and move on and that is when you sort of slightly tilt your body and turn your body away from the person that you're talking to not obviously but very slightly and you stick one your further facing leg out towards furthest away from them as if you're about to step away oh. from them so you might see now i'm saying this when yeah. you're at events you're pretty looking out for that now <laughs> yeah well no that's that's that, that that's good because uh 
yeah for, for for sure i mean it's it's good to be able to see those signs because you wouldn't want to bore anyone would you but no, um, exactly. but yeah there's there's nothing there's nothing worse <laughs> than being stuck in a conversation that you don't want to be in either so it's kind of helpful yeah. if everybody understood what the signals were a bit like yeah. the i think the queen has a signal whereas if if she puts a handbag down or something it's a sign to her courtiers get me the hell out of this conversation yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what that's what people need because some people will dominate that conversation, and you just like, oh, I need I need to move on. I have to say that I I've got to a point where I'm just open and say, right then, I'm just going to you know move around the room. I'm just going to go and talk sure. to that person. Is that yeah, rude? Yeah, no, not at all. I think that's confidence, though. You see, you're a confident person, and you're quite sure you're sure of yourself, but in a positive, good way, not an arrogant way. And I think that that's the best way to be if you can be but loads of people aren't like that and you know a lot of people that I train in networking skills training you know a lot of the the, the big holdback for people in in terms of moving forward with their businesses growing their businesses making getting business out of networking events is because lack of confidence yeah you know it's, it's huge and that goes back to mindset and that's why I do a lot of mindset training but I think um in general when you're talking about exit strategies I think, you know, it's good to know a few tools and techniques that you can have in your back pocket to just pull out if you're not confident enough to go, right, okay, I'm going to move on now, you know. So one of the things that I always say um, is a bit of reverse psychology, if you like. So if I'm having a conversation with someone that's gone really well and I feel like it's starting to dry up and, you know, you, you kind of want to move on, um, I would usually say something like, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. It was great meeting you shake hands, swap business cards, have a great evening, move on. Yeah. And I think, because really what you mean is, I really don't want you to take up too much more of my time because I really yeah. want to move on now, but yeah, you're not going right. to say that. So just turn it around and reverse it and say, I, I don't want okay. to take up too much more of your time. That's a really good one because that shows you're taking control of the conversation and that you're quite um, assertive as a person and confident as a person. And they will guarantee you'd be relieved that you've done that anyway. So looking a bit to the future now, uh, as we just wrap up, and one day we will get to meet in person. We will be able to go to RSVIP and and, and people will be able to go to any event that, that they want to. Well, it yeah. bloody better happen because I've got, <laughs> I'm spending a lot of money in September. <laughs> I <know>. um, <laughs> so, oh. you know, uh, do, do you think, how do you think the pandemic and people being on screens is going to affect how people interact? Do you think people are going to go wild because they can finally do it? Or do you think some of the, the things that they've learned in this time are going to make people act differently. So you mean when we get back to in-person events yes. off the screen? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think people will be in general a bit more um, grateful to just be back and to be back in a room with other humans. Mm. Um, so I think first and foremost, there'll be a lot of gratitude, a lot of grateful, happy faces. I think there'll be people that might have not, have made the effort to go to networking events before maybe they did and then trailed off and got a bit bored of them I think those are the people that will be making the effort to go back again uh, because they will have realized that actually they maybe took it for granted the first time round. Um, and I also think that when we get back to in-person events um, I think the friendliness factor will be really there I think people will be really um, 
maybe even overcompensatingly friendly with each other in the sense of really how can I help you because we've all been in this kind of mode this year of everybody helping each other and pulling together I don't think that's just going to disappear overnight in fact I really hope it doesn't Um, and I think that that will continue and people will be networking in a better way because I think before people that were networking um, a lot were not necessarily doing it right and I think they were sort of like uh the hare rather than the tortoise and they were rushing around trying to collect as many business part cards as possible as if it was some kind of race and not really focusing on the people behind the brands and behind the business cards and they weren't really focusing on the relationship building factor it was just more about uh, collecting as many email addresses as possible to update the database with I think that's one element that might sort of go I think people are realizing the importance of connectivity and human connection um yeah and I think I think I think people will network hopefully a bit better for that reason um, because they'll be a bit more about how can I help you rather than the other way around do you know I think that's a really lovely thought that out of this darkness comes this idea of of gratitude and and people appreciating one another a little bit more I, re- I really hope that that happens um, I, oh, I think that's a lovely way to end it actually yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really hopeful that that we can all do those those things and I really look forward to the days when we can all meet in person and people can network and, and do those cocktail uh, moments because oh. I, I have to say when this guy spoke about these cocktail party moments it was like yes that is so true that yeah. is so true. Those little, those little moments that people remember, those friendships that that you form, that go a little bit deeper than a business relationship. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you it's not just about doing business; it's also about knowing the person. So, um, yeah, uh, f- fingers, fingers crossed. Thank you ever so much for being on. Where can people? Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. No worries. Where can people get hold of you? Know more about RSVIP. Connect with you. Ask you questions. Yeah, sure. So uh, websites is rsvipnetwork.co.uk or me is my name, fionaduncansteer.com, a new website which I built in lockdown, believe it or not. Um, And then um, I also, you can follow me on all of my uh, socials. So it's either rsvip underscore uh, for Twitter and Facebook, or it's my name again, rsvip, uh, sorry, Fiona Duncan Steer for the rest of them. I loved that. A really great conversation that travelled from topic to topic, but just flowed huge amounts of gratitude to Fiona for, for that. Uh, what, what do you think events are going to look like going forward? Because I don't have the answers. And we've done a lot of thinking, actually, over the last six months about what, what happens now. Where do we go from here? Because I don't think we're going back to events in the next three months, that's for sure. But with a bit of luck, fingers crossed, with all these vaccines coming out, you know, September's going to happen. So um, what do you think? It will really help us to know what you think about events and what they look like. What do you want them to look like? Why don't you uh, reach out to us in one of two ways or both ways? I don't care. Uh, at Marketed Live is how you get hold of us on social. Send us a message or email us, hey at marketed.live. Now, don't forget, we're looking for your input into these conversations. So if you'd like to come on the podcast and share your views on a marketing-based topic, please visit our website where you'll find a small form to complete 
to help us pick interesting topics. Now you'll see on the form that we've got some sort of uh, questions on there about who you are and uh, who you may or may not represent. Um, totally voluntary, by the way, but we are particularly keen on hearing voices that are perhaps not heard so much. So think things like neurodiversity, uh, socioeconomic groups, ethnicity, LGBTQ+, and so on. And if you want to know what's coming up, you can, of course, find details of all our events and activities online at marketed.live. If you fancy it, please tell your friends about what we're up to because we want to see you at the event in September, everywhere on social and, of course, on the next episode. Until then, thanks for listening. Our producer is Charlie Thacker. This is a Like My Media production for Marketed Live. You've been listening to the Marketed Not Live podcast. Want to go even deeper? Then book your ticket to one of our events where you'll learn more about specific ideas, strategies and practical ways to improve the results you get from your marketing activity. Visit marketed.live for what's on and how to book.